Good morning, I'm Nathan, and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of Scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves, and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. I want to start today where we finished yesterday, defining peace. And as I said, my incomplete, imperfect, working definition, peace is the lack of conflict. And we'll get to this at the end of the season, but in John 14, Jesus says, My peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, he says. And then he adds, Let not your hearts be troubled. Conflict takes all sorts of shapes, maybe internal wrestling with decisions or emotions, maybe external wrestling with other people and their ideas and decisions and emotions. But peace as we are studying it in the Gospels is not the lack of conflict because everything is solved. Not the sort of ambiguous world peace that beauty pageant contestants tout every year. Peace as the Lord gives is is a lack of conflict because of total faith and trust in Jesus. Bringing peace was always part of the plan for Christ on earth. I said we were starting a little out of order. We were in Luke 2 yesterday. Follow me back to Luke 1. Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, has been mute because of his lack of faith, but his mouth is opened after John arrives and Zechariah prophesies, picking up in verse 67. And his father Zechariah, his father John the Baptist, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation, that's Jesus, for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days." And you, verse verse 76, and you, child, talking about John, will be called the prophet of the Most High. That's Jesus. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Verse 78, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high. Why? For what purpose? to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The Jews were expecting a Messiah to bring peace on earth, to overthrow Rome, to set up his kingdom on earth, but that's not the kind of peace Jesus came to guide us into. Peace despite outer conflict, because Jesus isn't the source of things that bring us peace, as I've said many times. He is the source of peace. I always love to remind people, Psalm 23 doesn't say the good shepherd leads us around the valley of the shadow of death. Rather, he walks with us through it. How many times did Jesus tell his followers it would be easy? How many times did he tell them they would be protected from hardship? They would never have hardship. On the other on the other hand, how many times did he tell them to have peace, to not fear in spite of hardship? It says in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I had an old pastor who used to say a faith that cannot be tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. 
there's a movie that I like where it's about King Arthur, one of many movies about King Arthur, and a, a, a rebellious knight comes in and starts making threats against Camelot, and he talks about this peace that has been for all this time, and he, he says, do you want peace or do you want war? And King Arthur responds, there are some kinds of peace that can only be found on the other side of war. There's some kind of uh, respite from conflict, some, some kinds of relief from conflict that only comes from going through conflict and understanding who Jesus is in the face of conflict, who our God is in the face of a conflicted world. So what about today? Consider where you are looking for your peace. Who are you looking to for your peace? If peace is a lack of conflict, who or what are you looking to to provide peace? And what might it look like to have peace, to have a lack of conflict, not because you escaped a conflicted world, not because the world is no longer conflicted, because sin guarantees conflict in the world, but because you have Jesus. Because he walks with you through the conflict, you can have peace. You think of Jesus sleeping in the boat during the storm, and they wake him up, saying, don't you care that we're perishing? And of course, Jesus. So who, who do you think you're with? He says, oh, you of little faith. And he tells the storm, peace, be still. If you're living with Christ, and yet still in conflict, let me encourage you that he is the Prince of Peace. He may not always give you the things that you think will satisfy your conflict. He won't always lead you around or away from conflict. He might lead you right through conflict, but only to show you his peace. Peace that comes not from the things that he gives or doesn't give, but that comes only from him. Let me pray for you. Lord, give us the faith to walk through conflict with peace. Give us the kind of faith that can't be dented by the conflict around us, the kind of peace that only comes from you and is untouchable by the conflict around us. Lord, show us how to live that way. Show us how to depend on you that way every single day in a conflicted world. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.